Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education, hosted by travel physical therapist duo Jared and Whitney. Join us every other week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic or listen to the replay right here on our podcast. If you're new to travel therapy and ready to get started, contact us to get connected with the travel therapy recruiters and companies we recommend by visiting TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com slash recruiters. If you're ready to remove the guesswork and jumpstart your travel therapy career, let us teach you step-by-step everything you need to know to get started and to be financially successful as a traveler by enrolling in our comprehensive travel therapy course titled Becoming a Financially Successful Travel Therapist. You can visit TravelTherapyMentor.com course and use the discount code TRAVEL to save $150 on our course. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com course and the discount code is TRAVEL. And if you're looking for the best way to get your CEUs online as a traveler who's always on the go, you can use our discount code to get the best rate on an annual MedBridge subscription, which is where we get all of our online CEUs. Use code FIFTHWHEELPT, that's F-I-F-T-H-W-H-E-E-L-P-T, for the discount, all one word. And last, if you're interested in getting started with credit card hacking to take advantage of free or low-cost travel like we do, check out our top credit card recommendations for travelers at TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. Again, that's TravelTherapyMentor.com credit. All right, and now on to this week's episode. Hey guys. Hey everybody. Welcome to another Travel Therapy Mentor video. Tonight we're gonna be talking about health insurance options. This is a topic we've covered a couple times now, um, but we get a ton of questions about it and it makes sense why we get a lot of questions about it because it's really confusing. Um, There's a bunch of different options as travelers. There's a bunch of different options for um, you know, regular individuals as well. But for travelers, it's a little, little more complicated than for the average person because while on assignment, we can take insurance through the travel company. But between contracts, you have to figure out options there. And if you're switching companies, it can make things really difficult. So this is a, probably one of the most qu- common questions we get. So tonight, we want to go through all the options, talk about what we've done. We've done a bunch of different things over the years. We've tried different things. And uh, our, our thoughts on this keep evolving. So um, we'll talk about what we've done. And then we're also going to invite a, um, our, insurance, our health insurance agent on here to talk about Uh, what she offers and why we decided to go with her. All right guys, so um, Jared is gonna share our video in a couple of groups so that more people can join on with us live. Um, And while he's doing that, I'll give some brief introductions. Um, For those that haven't watched our videos in the past, my name is Whitney Aiken. And I'm Jared Cazazzo. And we're both traveling doctors of physical therapy. And we're the faces behind the Travel Therapy Mentor page. I know many of you guys may have watched our videos in the past. Uh, We've done hundreds of videos over the years, um, written tons of articles about various topics. As Jared mentioned, we have talked about health insurance before, but I know we have a lot of new followers um, who may be interested in learning more about this topic. And as Jared mentioned, we're also going to invite our friend Parita on, who is a health insurance advisor, and she can talk about some of the different options that she offers as a private health insurance advisor for those of you guys that may be considering that as an alternative to um, the other options. But as Jared gets our video shared in a couple groups, um, I see that a lot of you guys are already on live, so thanks for tuning in live. Um, I know many of you guys will also watch later on the replay on Facebook and listen later on our podcast. So thanks to all of you that will watch now or later. If you are on live, we'd love if you'd say hello in the comments. Um, I see that Laura is on. Nikki says, hey. Hi, Amber. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Seth. Hi, Rachel. 
Thank you guys for joining. And I see some of you guys are already hitting that thumbs up button on the video. We truly appreciate your support um, in liking this video and sharing it with your friends who may be interested in also learning about health insurance options. Um, hey, Parita, I know Parita's on. We're gonna invite Parita on camera here in a little while as well um, after we go through some of the basics. Hey, Courtney. Um, so yeah, health insurance, it can be super confusing and it's funny because so many of us, you know, we work in healthcare, but I still feel like a lot of us don't really understand health insurance options when it comes to our own um, benefits, especially, you know, a lot of us stay on our parents' insurance all through college and then even sometimes right into the beginning of your career, you might stay on your parents' insurance. So some of you guys may be figuring that out for the first time. Some of you may be later in your life and you already have a family and maybe you're switching to travel therapy and you're just worried how it's gonna work with maintaining good benefits for your family as a travel therapist. Because that's one of the scary things, like a lot of people choose to kind of stick with that security of like a permanent job because you understand how benefits work when you're a permanent W-2 um, employee, right? Like that makes sense when you receive benefits through that company. But once you go to more of this like contract type work, it's like, what do I do? Isn't health insurance so expensive when you have to do it on your own? And all those questions come up. Yeah, it's, it's complicated for everyone, but, um, and what makes it more complicated, even just for travelers, like, so I wrote an article probably three years ago about the different options, what we chose to do, and some of the feedback I got from that article is like, okay, well, that sounds great, but that doesn't work for me because of this situation, or that doesn't work for me because of this situation, and what I realized is like, yeah, everyone has their own individual preferences, what they need, what their families need, and all that, so, um, what works for us or what works for some travelers doesn't work for all travelers. So that's why it's best to just explain all the options you think through your own situation and decide what's best for you. Absolutely. So let's go through the different insurance options that we have um, as travel therapists. So the first one would be company insurance. So if you're a travel therapist, say you decide to work with the same company year round and you pretty much take back to back contracts. In that case, you would pretty much just maintain employment through that, co that company the same way you would like through a permanent company. You actually get benefits as a W-2 employee of the health, um, the travel company, which makes it super easy, right? Um, if you worked pretty much 52 weeks a year, even in most cases, if you took like one or two weeks off between jobs, your insurance could still carry over with that same company. Um, and usually with the company insurance, they'll offer a few different tiers of plans. Some of them may be low premium, high deductible. Some of them have may have a lower um, deductible and a higher premium. There might be certain plans that might suit a family versus an individual better. Most of the time the companies offer pretty decent insurance in our experience, but um, you know, some are going to be better than others. Yeah, so the company provided insurance, that's what most travelers do, and that probably makes the most sense for most people. There are a couple situations where it doesn't really make sense though. Um, there's probably more than this, but the two I can think of is someone that is switching companies often and they often meet their deductible because if you go from one company's insurance to another company's insurance and you've already you're already halfway to your deductible then you're starting over with a new company and that can be a huge pain for people i mean it can be way more costly that way um, the other situation is like us now since 2018 we haven't worked as full-time travelers so there's these long gaps we take you know a contract here and there but we don't work consistently so we have these long gaps short gaps you can fill with cobra but for long gaps, there's not really that many good options. 
So those are two situations where company provided insurance kind of falls short. Yeah, and we definitely get a lot of questions about if you decide to take a job with another company, another agency, having to switch to a new insurance with that new company and how that can be a little bit complicated and tricky. Most travel therapists do choose to navigate it this way and it works out fine, but it can be um, definitely a negative of relying on the company insurance. So that's one, um, some pros and cons to consider there with the company insurance. Okay, so the next is uh, marketplace insurance. So um, when we first started, we went through company insurance. We were working kind of back-to-back contracts. Any short gaps, we would use COBRA. It worked perfectly for us. We never meet our deductibles, uh, thank God. Um, So that wasn't ever a concern. So that was what made sense for us. Then when we started taking more time off, then we had to consider other options. You can't just go through company insurance and use COBRA for say a six month gap to travel internationally. So then we started looking at, you know, what else can we do here? Well, what we came upon was marketplace plans, started researching that. And for us not working and being eligible for subsidies, marketplace plans made a lot of sense. But for a lot of people, if you go through the marketplace, it can be very expensive. And that's usually people that don't qualify for subsidies based on income. So the marketplace plans can give you subsidies based on your income as long as you're not offered insurance through an employer, which is exactly the situation we were in taking time off to travel internationally. So when we refer to the marketplace plans, this is what was considered like the Obamacare type insurance, the government um, website where you can go on and search different insurance plans. So we get a lot of questions from people that are like, well, if I don't want to rely on the company insurance and I don't want to switch back and forth, could I just stay on like an Obamacare marketplace plan all year long? You could. However, when you take a contract, so you say you were having it, um, you took a few weeks off and you were on your marketplace plan, it was fine. You got a good rate because the government offered you subsidies, which are discounts to take that plan. However, as soon as you start a contract with a company and they do offer you um, affordable health insurance, if you are offered that insurance, you have to mark that as a question on your Obamacare application and say, yes, I was offered insurance. I chose to deny it. In that case, they don't offer you discounts or subsidies, so it drives the price up. So in for a travel therapist to try to stay on a marketplace plan year-round, it's actually not that affordable because um, when we are on contract, as long as the company offers insurance, there are a handful of travel therapy companies that don't offer insurance. Like I'm on a contract with one right now. Um, but for the most part, this won't work. Um, the other thing about marketplace that can sometimes be a downfall is certain, um, it goes by your state, and certain state marketplace plans are only applicable in that state, which can be a negative if you decide to stay on it year-round and you're traveling around, you might not have coverage in other states. Yeah, that is a big negative. Actually, right now I'm on a marketplace plan, and in Hawaii, I actually went on there to look the other day to just see, we've done some really hard hikes. We actually did a really hard hike yesterday. And I was like, what if I get hurt on one of these hikes? I'm not covered at all in Hawaii. So that is a huge downside of a marketplace plan. So if you're gonna be traveling around, uh, you're not gonna be in your home state, you know, going on road trips and things like that, it it really falls short. And that's something I didn't realize a few years ago. Um, I don't use my health insurance that much, but it would be nice if we're traveling and I get hurt on the hike to know that at least have some coverage. Yeah, which is why Jared has been considering switching off that marketplace plan, which we'll talk about in a little while. Um, And again, this is gonna be state dependent. We have heard from some travel therapists that their marketplace plan um, worked well for them in other states, but um, for ours, for Virginia, we're pretty sure it does not based on the research we've done. And another thing to add there too, is not only does the coverage options, um, where you're covered, does it depend on your state, but also the costs. 
because for Virginia, my costs for a marketplace plan were really low, especially with the subsidies. But I talked to some friends of mine in other states and theirs were really high, even with subsidies. So um, it varies drastically depending on states. Yeah. Another option that we sort of brushed over was COBRA. For those of you guys that aren't familiar with what COBRA is, it's a short-term plan that is kind of like an, um, a continuation or an extension of your um, plan offered by your employer. So say that you lose your job, like in a permanent job situation, you can pick up COBRA for a couple weeks or a couple months after losing your job, just as a, a short-term option to cover you until you're able to get some other type of coverage or get a new job. So as travelers, you can rely on COBRA for short-term gaps between jobs, like say you're just taking two weeks off and you know you're gonna be switching companies and you won't have that same coverage, you could rely on COBRA for that, but it's not good for long periods because it can be very expensive. Yeah, um, and then the last thing, yeah, COBRA, I mean, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense for people with short gaps. The great thing about COBRA is that it covers you retroactively. So that means say you take three weeks off between assignments and you're switching companies. So you're not covered by health insurance that time during that time if you don't have any medical expenses during that time you don't have to pay for cobra but say you did have a medical expense say i don't know like you fell and hurt your ankle and you went to the emergency room or something like that um, then you can apply the cobra retroactively so that's a huge benefit to cobra and using company provided plans but only in limited circumstances yep um, and the next one we want to talk about would be private insurance which is currently what i'm using and what i decided to switch to um, private insurance can cover you uh, all year round, so you wouldn't have to rely on going through the company insurance and you wouldn't have to switch back and forth. And this was the biggest reason I decided to go on private insurance starting this year. So I wouldn't have to switch back and forth when I went on contract or off contract, whether we were working or traveling or doing whatever. Um, the private plans tend to cover you nationwide. And again, um, Perita is going to tell us a little bit more about this because that's a lot of what she deals with. Um, but we're going to finish summarizing here first. So there's a lot of benefits to going on private. Sometimes it can be more expensive than um, the company insurance, but not always. So it's really good to kind of compare your options and see in your circumstance what the average cost is gonna be. Um, I know mine is a little bit more expensive than when I was on company insurance, but um, averaged out across the year with all the other benefits, it really um, outweighs what I had before uh, on the pro columns. Yeah, uh, the private insurance, when I was researching this initially, several years ago trying to decide what we were gonna do. Um, my biggest hesitancy obviously is cost, but if the cost makes sense compared to other options, it's by far the best option because you don't have to worry about switching companies, switching insurance plans, you don't have to worry about not being, com uh, not being covered outside of your home state, all of those things. So it's the best option as long as the cost is reasonable. Yeah. Um, that's, that's basically what we found. Also a really good thing for somebody who doesn't wanna switch back and forth because of meeting the deductible. So that's another benefit, especially for people who have families who don't wanna lose any kind of coverage throughout the year um, or have to restart the deductible. Yeah, and we do know travelers that because of that not having to restart deductible, they purposely go on private plans even though they are more expensive just so they don't have to worry about, worry about their deductible starting over. Yeah. Besides that, there's two other options that aren't really uh, very common, but we do want to make sure that we mention. Yeah, so one is HealthShare Ministries. Um, I started reading about this probably about five years ago, and I thought that was uh, going to be a great option. Um, but the more I've learned over the years, I really don't think this makes sense for a lot of people because if you go online and you do some research on these companies, they seem great for normal day-to-day -day things, but there are some horror stories of people being denied massive claims. 
And you know, that's when you need your health insurance. It's like, I don't care about paying for an ER, ER visit out of pocket, but if I had a heart attack or something, like that's when I would need my health insurance, right? So the thing about the health sharing ministries is they're not, they don't have to abide by the same standards that an insurance company would. So they kind of decide um, to a degree what they'll cover and what they want. And sometimes you don't know that ahead of time. And so that basically eliminated that completely for us. Uh, there also are some religious uh, exemptions or religious requirements, not exemptions, um, requirements for a lot of these plans that we don't necessarily meet. So depending on your situation, you might consider that. But if I ever did a health ministry plan, I would also still have a catastrophic health insurance plan as well, just in case they didn't cover something huge that uh, you know could bankrupt you. Yeah, because it's definitely not considered traditional insurance. It's called a health share. Yeah. So um, again, there can be some real big negatives there, but it, some people do choose to go that route. It's always cheaper. That's why people choose it. It's um, significantly cheaper than almost any other option. Yeah. And the last one would be short-term plans. And um, I don't know, a ton, we don't know a ton about these, but from what we understand, they're like short-term private plans. So it kind of would be like an alternative to using COBRA, but again, they're only um, valid for short-term gaps. Um, so they wouldn't be a really good option for you guys to maintain year round. Um, so we do just want to kind of recap exactly how we've done it, how we used to do it and how we do it now. So you guys can get a picture of like what our year looks like as a travel therapist. Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, when we started out for our first probably three and a half years, we chose to go whatever company we were working with at the time, we used their health insurance. Any gap between assignments where we were switching companies, because remember, most companies, if you stay with the same company from one assignment to the next, and it's less than about 30 days, some are two weeks, but between two weeks and 30 days from ending one assignment to starting the next, they'll cover you during that gap. If you switch companies though, they don't cover you. So what we did is if we were switching companies, we would rely on COBRA during that gap and we just went from company insurance to company insurance to company insurance with COBRA between any gaps that we needed. And that worked out great for us, um, primarily because we almost never have medical expenses. We don't meet our deductibles ever. So we didn't care about deductibles starting over. That wasn't important to us. Um, so I think for a lot of travelers that are young and healthy, uh, that can be a great option. And, and young, healthy, and taking back-to-back -back contracts or contracts very often where you're not gonna have huge gaps. That's probably a very good option. Yep, during that time, we were only ever having one to two weeks off between jobs. So there were never any longer gaps during that time, which is what a lot of travel therapists do. You maintain work throughout the year, so that could be a good option for you. But I do wanna also note that if we took one or two weeks between jobs to go home, and then we were planning to switch to another company and we didn't have, basically didn't have insurance during that time because we didn't actually fill out our paperwork and sign up for COBRA. We just were planning on doing it retroactively if we needed to. What that meant was we couldn't go home and do doctor's appointments at home, which it's like ideally if you were home for that week, that's when you would like to go see your doctor, your normal doctor. What we ended up doing was we would just go see doctors when we were on assignment because that's when we really had the health insurance coverage. So I would always be searching for like a new OB or a new dentist or a new, um, you know, ophthalmologist to try to um, get my appointments done, you know, during the work week. And that was always a little bit tricky too, because, you know, I couldn't really get them done when I was at home during that week off because I didn't really have insurance. Yep. So the next thing we did after we started taking the longer breaks, this is when I wrote that article with all the options because at that time I was really exploring what we were going to do, knowing that we were gonna take long periods off. We switched to the marketplace plan. And that made a ton of sense for us at the time because we were not offered health insurance by any company. We were taking time off purposely. 
um, and we were eligible for subsidies because our income was low. We were only working part of the year and working as travelers, obviously, with a tax home. Our taxable pay is not very high. So our, uh, our premium was very low and we got great insurance through the marketplace. And that worked wonderfully until we started, <laughs> we never had to use it outside of our home area. So we didn't really pay that much attention to the fact that we weren't actually covered when we're going on these trips and, and traveling around the country. And you know, traveling, driving around the country is when you need health insurance because your odds of getting in a car wreck or some kind of injury is way higher during that time than just sitting home, going back and forth to work. So um, that was a massive downside for us. And that's when we decided to start looking at other options outside of that. And part of that time too, we were, with the time that we were taking off from work and we were on the marketplace plan, we were actually traveling internationally. So for that, it was kind of okay because we were like, we're not even really home having it. The only reason we're gonna need it is if for some reason we have to come back because we get injured and we'll go back to our home state at that time anyway using the marketplace plan. But then when we started doing some longer US road trips, it was like, wait a minute. Um, this isn't really the best option actually. And then people often ask us what we did about insurance internationally. Um, we did get um, like a travel insurance plan, which are usually really cheap. I think we paid like one or $200 for several months abroad, which just covers your basic um, like air evacuation if you need to get evacuated yeah, for or emergencies, emergencies overseas. Um, whereas like we didn't have full coverage when we were traveling internationally because other countries, honestly, you can walk in for minor things and pay out of pocket and it's usually pretty cheap especially yeah. a lot of the countries that we traveled to like in Asia now it is important to note that on that marketplace plan a lot of you guys are not gonna be in the same situation that we were in where we're taking six months off like I don't know almost any other travelers that do that so um, in that case if we were going back and forth and offered insurance through uh, through a, an employer of some sort, then it wouldn't have made sense because my marketplace plan was significantly more expensive than any other option without the subsidies. So the only reason that made sense and the only reason we chose to do it was having the subsidies. And that's not gonna apply to everyone. So I think uh, the actual number of people that are going to be in a position to take a marketplace plan and have that be the best option for them is probably pretty low. Although at the time I didn't realize that and I thought that was probably good for a lot of people. There are some folks out there that we've heard of that take like maybe a month or six weeks off. And so for you, it might make sense if you decide to you know, stay with your company insurance and then take that six weeks and sign up for a marketplace plan because six weeks or, or a month is a little too long to be relying on COBRA. So there are some people that might work for, but I know a lot of you guys do, do those back-to-back contracts. So marketplace may or may not make sense for you. Yep. So then the last option that I recently switched to this year, as I mentioned, was a private plan all year. I've been on that um, all year this year and it's been working really well for me. We, um, the first several months of the year, I wasn't working, so it was great because, actually, no, I was working PRN, so it was great because I wasn't um, eligible for insurance at that time through my PRN job back home. Then we took a couple months off, traveled to Mexico, kept my uh, private insurance then, um, and that helped me with any, like, prescriptions or doctor's appointments when I came back home, too, for a couple weeks when we were back home. Then I started this contract in Hawaii, and I'm taking it through a travel company that does not offer health insurance. So again, I needed to have my own insurance anyway. So, so far this year, this private plan has been excellent for me in all regards, whether I was working PRN, not working, um, so forth and so on. And it, it is important to note that even if I was working with a company right now that did offer health insurance, the price of my private plan would not change because it's not dependent on subsidies the way that the marketplace plan is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think right now I'm still in a marketplace plan, but probably starting next year I will not be because, you know, 
like Aaron mentioned, he said, if you do that Mauna Loa hike again, you're going to need health insurance. <laughs> yeah, last week we did this hike um, to the top of the largest active volcano in the world in Hawaii. And the whole time we're walking on these like really unstable lava rocks and stuff. And the whole time I'm thinking like, man, if I get hurt here, I'm not covered by insurance right now. That, that really stinks. And then I'm over here thinking like, I am covered, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I just don't want to have that thought in the back of my head. So I do know that um, if I switch to a private plan and I am still eligible for subsidies, which I'm not sure if I will be next year or not, it'll be slightly more expensive, but it will be a lot better coverage and I won't have to worry when we're traveling. So Absolutely. I think that is a, um, that's a really important thing. Yeah, so just some of the pros and some of the reasons, again, that I switched. Um, I was just happy to not have the hassle of switching because all of 2019 and 2020, I was switching insurance all the time. I had like a new insurance card all the time and I couldn't even remember which one I was on sometimes because it was like, sometimes I'm on the company insurance, sometimes I'm on the marketplace com uh, insurance, sometimes I'm on this other company insurance. And that was getting to be a lot and I literally had all these different insurance cards and I couldn't remember whether I was on United or Blue Cross Blue Shield or who I even needed to call. So that was just a hassle and I'm glad to be done with that. Um, because I go to a lot more like maintenance doctor's appointments. Um, like, you know, we get us women, we get our regular like OB every year. Um, I tried to go and do my eye appointment, my dentist appointment, all that. So I was feeling like I was using it a lot and I was like, oh my gosh, like which insurance am I on? So I'm glad to be done with that. Um, I'm glad that it covers me in all 50 states. So, you know, we're on this contract in Hawaii, covered, it's awesome. Um, I feel like it's better coverage than what I had before. And again, I'm gonna let Perita tell you guys more about that because some of it's still a little bit over our heads in terms of like PPO and all that kind of stuff and like what type of coverage it is. Because luckily for us being healthy, we don't use it outside of preventative care that much. But if we needed to, we would want to know that it was good coverage. Yeah. Um, so I guess one question we do get sometimes though, a lot of people read Fifth Wheel PT website and stuff because I write about finance. So a lot of those people are interested in finance and they say, well, you know, I'm young, healthy, what's the cheapest option? Almost always the cheapest option for the most part is going to be company provided health insurance because they help subsidize part of the cost for you. Um, partially they pay some of your premium on your behalf, but also they're able to negotiate lower rates because they have this massive pool of um, employees that they're, you know, instead of just giving or buying health insurance for one person, they're buying it for a group of people, which usually comes with a discount, right? So that's almost always gonna be your cheapest option and then using Cobra for short gaps. But like we said, there's definitely some downsides to that and there are some limitations to that uh, in, in terms of you know hassle if you're taking a lot of time off or if you often meet your deductible so keep that in mind um, when you're when you're making your choices so hopefully that, guy, that gives you guys a good overview of some of the different options that are out there and lets you know from our experience some of the ones that we've experimented with and what worked better or not if you guys have questions about any of that please leave your questions in the comments we will answer them at the end we do want to go ahead and invite Perita on camera so she can tell you guys a little bit more about how private insurance options work and what services she offers as a health insurance advisor. And I do want to let you guys know, um, you know, prior to, you know, six or eight months ago, we didn't really know what it was like to work with a health insurance advisor. And for a lot of you guys um, learning about this now, um, it's kind of like, I like to compare it to working with a travel therapy recruiter. So when you talk to a recruiter, it's no obligation. You're just talking to them to get information. And then if they can help you to find a job, that's great. If not, 
no hard feelings. It's exactly the same way working with a private health insurance advisor. They're there to, they are there to advise you, to give you information, to show you some different options. And the best part is they're not always just showing you private. They can help you to compare this is what it would be if you did a marketplace plan. Um, you can show them your benefits package from your company and say, this is what the marketplace plan would be compared to your private, uh, I mean, to your company insurance, and this is what it would be compared to private insurance. And they can help you to decide what are good choices for you. You're not obligated to pay them anything. Um, if, the, if you end up taking insurance through them, they earn commission the same way that a recruiter earns commission, but you don't ever actually pay them, which is really cool. And that's why we like working with a health insurance advisor because it's all on the benefit side for us. There's no downside um, and they do free consultations. So no. with that said, we'll invite Perita on. Um, we'll answer again the questions at the end. Um, and we'll let Perita tell you a little bit more about exactly what it does. <laughs> um, just give us one second because we are figuring out. Is it this? Yes, request. Okay. Um, We're going to figure out really quickly our Facebook Live on how to invite Perita on. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, allow our viewers to request to join. Hmm. All right, well, if we can figure out the. Um, the technical issues, then we will invite Perita on. If not, maybe not. <laughs> Give us just one second, guys. And while we are figuring out the technical difficulties, if you guys have questions, please put them in the comments because we are going to answer those shortly. And as we do this, so we'll gladly take them because this is actually our first time trying to do an interview live on Facebook. We've done it a couple other ways before, but not using this platform. On Instagram, it's, it seems to be easier. Mm -hmm. And we've used another platform in the past, but we thought that Facebook's platform had really upgraded since then. Hmm. I know we've had people ask to join before. Um, see... I know Nick has accidentally asked to join before. <laughs> Nick, are you on? Because Nick, you've ac you've accidentally asked to join before, and we were like, Nick, we're not bringing you on camera. So if you have suggestions, let us know. Sorry, guys, we've been doing Facebook lives for how many years now? Three. But we uh, this is our first time running into a major glitch. All right. I just go through the questions. Let's answer a couple of questions really quick. Give me All right, I'm not sure what Winnie's doing, but I'll go through some of these questions. Um, all right, Laura said, this is perfect timing. I'm starting my first contract soon as a new grad. Seem to be drowning in health plan options. So. The interesting thing about health options, like I said, there's a lot of different things you can choose from. Uh, if you're trying to choose between plans though, it's important to remember, this might be common sense for some of, you, some of you guys, but I know when we started out, we didn't realize this as much, but your premium and your deductible are kind of like two sides to a, um, you know, a weighing machine. So basically the higher your premium, the lower the deductible usually, and the higher the deductible, you lower your premium usually. So keep that in mind. If you're someone that is pretty young and healthy and you're probably not gonna max out, or you're not gonna meet your deductible for the year, 
um, then it probably doesn't matter if your deductible is pretty high. And that's those, those are usually the people, the young, healthy people, that it makes sense to take the lower premium in favor of a higher deductible because you're probably not going to meet it anyway. So keep that in mind when you're trying to choose between, say you're, you're going to take a company plan and they give you three options and the premiums all different, the deductibles are all different. In reality, if you're young and healthy, you're not going to meet your deductible. You probably want to take the low premium plan. But um, if you are someone that has a lot of medical expenses, then it might make sense to pay a little bit more for the premium and have a lower deductible. Uh, Courtney says, our school-based company will cover us for the nine weeks have, we have off over the summers as long as we have signed contract for the next school year. Since we have grown children as dependents using employer-sponsored health insurance, uh, that allows us to keep all of our previous doctors and our checkups done over the summers. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, if you can get covered during that entire time, that's that's a great plan to be on. Um, all right, Kevin says, uh, my wife and I live and we'll have our tax home. Oh, Prita's asking to join now, it looks like. Did you figure it out? Yeah. All right, we're on. We're on okay. She has to join for a second, but then it went away. Okay, I think we have it figured out, guys. We'll finish answering these questions real quick and then we'll get Farida on here. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Um, so Kevin is asking about health insurance, private options that in a state that doesn't allow private plans. And that is a, a big issue. We've had some people ask about that. So um, we'll ask Farida about that. All right, I think we figured out, guys. So we're gonna bring Farida on. Sorry about the technical difficulties. And this is a great question for Frida to answer. All right, she is joining us in three, two, one. Ah, okay, we hey. figured it out, guys. <laughs> All right, it's required to sell some Anyways, okay, we'll give it on the top. All right, did we get it? Awesome. Okay. Hey, Parita. Welcome. I think probably go the other way because I think we are horizontal. Yeah, horizontal. So maybe turn your phone the other way. There you go. Cool. All right. If we could get some feedback from the audience, does that look normal on all of your ends? So sorry for the technical difficulties. I swear we've been doing this for a while, but this is the first time we've um, tried to go live with somebody. So awesome. All right, so let's just start with having you introduce yourself, Frida. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. Okay, you guys, I don't know, why, but I'm hearing like multiple videos now. I don't know if I'm like on this multiple. Um, are you on your laptop too? Maybe get rid of your laptop just, as well. Okay, we're just gonna go. So, hi everybody, my name is Carita. <laughs> I'm a licensed health insurance advisor. Um, I am so excited to be here to talk to everybody today about private health insurance. Um, been in the industry for a little under a year now, and I've learned a lot. I would have to say I definitely didn't know anything about insurance until I started this career. Um, there's not a lot of information out there, so it's definitely not something that most people know a lot about. But um, I actually have to say, Whitney and Jared, I'm very, very impressed about your guys' knowledge base. Um, We've done a lot of research. You have. You guys really know your stuff. I watched every single minute and I was just like, wow, they really know all of the options, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, so private insurance, there's a lot to it. I'll definitely do my best to answer everybody's questions. 
Um, I specialize on the travel medical professional side. Most of my clients are either travel therapists or travel nurses. So I'm very familiar with the contracts and a lot of the different things the agencies are offering. Um, I support every single thing you guys have said about what is the most, um, what is the best option for people. So we'll definitely talk a little bit about details. What I normally do with clients is I really just want to understand what everybody's individual situation is because what works for one person might not work for somebody else. So then of course, the most important thing is, you know, what are your needs and then how can we make sure that we are meeting those needs? So um, budget is very important. And then obviously if anybody has pre-existing conditions, those are super important. So those are some of the things that we'll refer to with private insurance. Um, did you guys want me to just kind of start off high level and talk about what private is and how it works? Well, let me, um, I can ask you just a couple questions just to guide like, um, you know, what, what I know the audience might be wondering. So just first, like, tell us a little bit about like how you help clients, like how does the process work? Um, Cause like I told them, it's pretty much kind of like working with a recruiter, right? Like it's no obligation. You can set up a call. So what does that call usually look like? Absolutely. So I have um, a calendar appointment system. So if anybody wants to set up some time to talk to me about their options, I have two different types of appointments they can set up. If they just want to quote and they want to get an idea of what is it going to cost me, I have like 15 minute appointments that you can set up. If you know for sure that you are really needing new insurance or you're not currently covered and we want to make sure we find some options for you, I have more like 60 minute appointments. Um, to your exact point, there's no obligation. I just want to make sure that I'm helping guide you in whatever direction um, whoever I'm talking to needs. So because there might be cases where I'm not actually able to help somebody if they have a condition that doesn't get covered, things like that. So yeah, step one, booking an appointment. Um, that way I know exactly what you need from me. And then we, we talk about what those needs are. Um, you know, are you looking for short-term coverage? Are you looking for something more long-term? Um, is it for just you? Is it for the whole family? We kind of get into the details of what you're looking for. And then we go through all of the options. I actually do a screen share with my clients where I show them, here are the private insurance options available to you. Here are the marketplace options available. And a lot of times they'll actually also send me what their um, employer plans are. Awesome. So I'll even compare side by side for them and I'll find out okay, this plan has this cost and this deductible, this plan has this, so which one looks like it's better? And I kind of guide them in that direction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. After weighing all their options, we kind of take the next steps based on what it seems like they want to move towards. Yeah, that's a really, um, something I really appreciated talking to you about is I thought that I never really wanted to talk to, um, you know, an insurance advisor or anything because I felt like it'd be a lot of pressure, but talking to you wasn't really like that. It's like, here are the options, do you think this would work good for you? If, if so, great. If not, then, you know, there's other options as well. I really, I really appreciate people that come at it from that, that perspective. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think as travelers, we're super used to um, like just being sold to, I mean, as individuals in this world, right? Yeah. Like you're always having people just trying to sell you things and you don't know their motives. And it's like, you know, what if they're being super biased, but we really appreciate that you kind of go over all the different options. Um, because I think people always just want to, you know, make sure they're picking the right thing for them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to second that and say that make sure that if you don't work with me or whoever you are working with, make sure you see a license because it's really unfortunate. But in, I guess this is something in every industry these days, but there's a lot of fake insurance out there. 
and that's something yeah and there's people selling it and that's even more unfortunate because it's like we can't always catch these things but when that happens like just ask somebody for their license see if you can either get a copy of it or see a copy of it that way you at least know you're working with a professional agent wow that's crazy yeah as we dive a little bit into like some of the options, um, I know that one of the ones that you're a big proponent for is private insurance, and that's the one I ended up switching to. So in your opinion, what are some of the pros and like the benefits of choosing private insurance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like the flexibility that comes with private, especially for all of the travelers. Um, it's going to go with you across all 50 states on or off the job. You don't have to worry about getting kicked off or losing insurance, which is really important for a lot of people. Some private insurance, so you have to make sure you you know the fine print, but some private insurance, if something major were to happen, there's a chance that you would get kicked off onto an Obamacare plan afterwards or an alternative solution other than Obamacare. It depends on whatever the case is. But, um, but yeah, the flexibility is definitely huge. Um, there's no contracts that come with it, so that's important as well. But to be honest, I think the number one thing is the fact that I've seen hundreds and hundreds of insurance plans at this point, and the private insurance really is some of the best coverage and the most affordable. Okay. Yeah, and I can definitely second that on the coverage because um, uh, the costs, they go back and forth, but from the coverage of the plan that Whitney has versus the one that I have, it's, it's definitely better. And can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know that you... Um you know, when we first got started talking, you were educating me even about like the PPO versus some of the other options. Can you explain a little bit about that and like what type of insurance is usually on these private plans? Yeah, so private insurance is gonna be PPO and that stands for Preferred Provider Organization. Um, what that means is you're never actually gonna need to get a referral in order to see a specialist. And I think that's really important, especially for you guys that are traveling because if you're say your insurance is a state insurance and then you do need a referral from your primary care but you have to go see a specialist because something might have happened to you when you're in a different state well then you're going to have to somehow see your primary care physician in order to go see a specialist whatever state you're in it's just going to be a nightmare just to go see the doctor to get the work that you need to get done right um so preferred provider is really important it in summary it means nationwide coverage um the other two options, well, there's like three or four of them. There's EPO, which stands for Exclusive Provider Organization, which sounds like it would be a good thing, but what it really means is a handful of people accept the insurance. Um, and then you have HMO, and then you have POS. And to summarize both of those, what that really means is you're gonna be limited to your zip code and your account for where your insurance is actually gonna work for you. So PPO for travelers is the ultimate, the one that you wanna make sure you go for. Okay. Did you say one of them is uh, abbreviated POS? Yes, and what you think is really what it is. <laughs> wow, they should have uh, come up with yeah. a better They should work on that. Yeah. They should work on that. <laughs> it cracks me up too um, when people abbreviate short-term disability. STD, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not throwing an abbreviation yeah. on that one. No. So I know we got a question here about like certain states. Um, are there some states that do or don't have like private insurance plans? Yeah, unfortunately that is the case. It doesn't really make sense to me. It's actually very frustrating because then I have to turn people away, um, especially if they don't have a workaround or they don't have like a home base that's in a different state than the, than the one they're in currently. Um, now, Let's see, the West Coast likes to give us grief. California acts like it's its own country. So they want to have you take their state insurance. 
Um, I know that there's a couple states that you would have to have an agent that's a resident in the state. So unfortunately, I can't live in all 50 of them. So Arizona, Pennsylvania require have that residential restriction. And then you have the tri-state area um, over on the East Coast and northern states up I'm so bad at geography. Um, the Northeast, right? <laughs> so you're looking at like Maine, um, what's it called? Connecticut, some of those, that area, they also have restrictions when it comes to private. New York does too as well, right? That'd be yeah. true. Yeah, New York is tough. Um, and they, the same thing applies. They want you to get their state insurance. So they just don't allow any private insurance at all, like outside of the marketplace? Yeah. I wonder if they're, I don't know if you know, but I wonder if their state insurance does cover the residents in the other 50, the other 49 states. Cause like I know Virginia does not. So I'm yeah. curious if their state plans do. I don't think they do, but don't quote me on that. Okay. So for people in those states, probably going through a uh, company insurance is probably a, a very good option. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, I don't have a percentage. I would say a lot of the times, the company provided insurance really is the best option if they are covering a huge chunk of the premium. Okay. Um, I've come across some clients where they're paying maybe like 30 bucks a week. To me, take that insurance. And then once you need to get off of that plan or you're switching agencies or you're lapsing, then give me a call. Okay. Um, but to be honest, more of my clients, they're taking out like anywhere from 100 to $115 a week. And to me, that's very expensive, especially if you're a single person. Um, in most circumstances, the employer options are very expensive for more than one person. So if you have a spouse or if you have um, dependents or kids or anything like that, it tends to be way more expensive because usually on any employer plan, whether it's um, an agency or any other employer option, they're going to they're gonna give you a discount for the employee, but they're going to be charging full price for any other person that's on the plan. Wow. Okay, that's good to know. Um, and again, this just kind of goes back to like mine and Jared's situation is not exactly the same as all of our viewers. And I think that's why it's super important to talk to somebody who's knowledgeable on the different options and just compare. That way you guys can decide, you know, maybe I am already on the best option, but maybe there's something out there that would be a better option for me. So just good to like know all your options and be able to compare there. Uh, so we got one question. I don't know if you would know anything about this, but um, she says, when I previously had private insurance, I couldn't deduct the premium from my paycheck or have it pre-tax. And by the end of the year, couldn't deduct it at all due to overall income. Has that changed? Do you know anything about how it works for like tax deductions and things? Well, I know that there's no connection to private insurance and um, taxes. I know that you you should be able to deduct it. That's actually news to me if someone had a hard time doing that. You're supposed to be able to, like, if you itemize, you can use that as one of your one of your itemized. Yeah, things. there might be something uh, where it's income, like a phase out based on income. So I would imagine that at least people lower income are going to be able to deduct the, the premiums, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know either. All right. Let me see if there's any other questions before we move on to what, what else we have to talk about. No, so. Oh, Katie had given us some advice about the um, screen sharing. Thanks, Katie. I'm glad we finally did. <laughs> um, so yeah, so in addition to, you know, I know there are some limitations for certain states. You also mentioned that there are some limitations for pre-existing conditions. Right. Can you talk about that? 
Yeah, so private insurance, one of the reasons why they're able to give such great coverage for such good prices is because they limit not only who has access to the plans, but also who's actually able to get on the plans. It's meant for people that are not needing to go to the doctors left and right or go to the hospital multiple times a year. Um, so it's that's how they're able to keep their costs low, if that makes sense. Um, so with that being said, depending on what pre-existing condition you have, that may or may not actually get approved. Um, so I actually have a 64 page document that tells me what can and cannot get approved. So, you know, what? while I'm talking to people for our appointments, I'm unfortunately having to dig into their health history and, and ask all the questions like, all right, what medications are you taking? And, you know, what's going on? Tell me about that hospitalization, because the worst thing I could do for somebody is to find them an amazing plan and then I can't even get them qualified for it. So um, once we decide on the plan and, you know, I, I, I'm coming to bat for you, I'm just making sure that I I'm able to get you approved I'll do everything I can um, but unfortunately there are major pre-existing conditions that potentially wouldn't get approved and the way I look at it the insurance company it's doing something for the client here like it doesn't want you to get on a plan that maybe you need a certain service and they don't actually offer that on the plan so that's really the mindset behind why they approve and don't approve people. So for example, somebody with diabetes, if they're needing insulin, the insurance company is gonna automatically deny them because they don't provide that. That's not something that they cover. So they're not gonna be doing the best thing for that client. Um, okay. If you have somebody that's got like major, major back disorders that probably need a lot more treatment and a lot more care, then it's potential that they're gonna need major medical coverage, which is better for from Obamacare. Okay. So it depends, but if you're young and you're healthy and you've got, you know, a couple meds here and there, almost everybody's taking an anxiety med these days. So um, it's definitely not a big deal on a lot of stuff, but there are circumstances where maybe not. But the good thing is I do also have private insurance plans that are guaranteed issued, which means that they don't look at your health history for some plans. Okay. Okay. So that's all. Yeah, it's always a good backup plan. Um, I had somebody who needed something for literally three months. And so we put her on that and I'm like, listen, I'm okay with this first temporary, but let's make sure we get you back onto an employer plan once you take up a contract. So, Would that one of the short term plans? Uh, it acts, yeah, it does act like a short term plan. Absolutely. Some people perf like some people just hate Obamacare and do not like those plans at all. And so if I find somebody who hates Obamacare and can't qualify for the other option, then I almost always end up putting them on that short-term plan. It's not a short-term plan. It could be as long as you want. It's more just like how temporary do you want it for, or do you want it for long-term? Okay. okay. Uh, we got a question. Do private plans offer coverage for complementary and alternative medicine? So alternative medicine, that would be things, I'm assuming, Emily, do you mean things like um, like chiropractic and acupuncture, or um, I'm not sure what else would fall under there. Naturopath, probably. Yeah, I was going to say more like other natural things. Um, chiropractic benefits are included, and I know that there's physical therapy benefits that are included. Um, most of the other stuff, most insurance doesn't even um, cover some of those things. Yeah, I... I know when I was looking at options, uh, there's there's not much coverage outside of like just basic rehab type, yeah, chiropractic and PT. Coverage. So Emily says chiropractor acupuncture. I know for sure, like I remember looking on my plan and seeing that chiropractic was covered, and I thought that was interesting because not a lot of uh, insurances actually cover that in my experience or my knowledge. Um, acupuncture, I don't know about though. Yeah, probably depends on the provider that's doing it. 
Yeah, definitely not acupuncture, but chiropractic benefits. Yeah. And it's more so on like the wellness side. So it's like you get that if you want to get your back cracked out and, you know, do the spinal manipulation thing, that's usually what it is that they cover. Okay. Um, so Frida, tell us a little bit besides like the initial phone call that you offer and helping people to compare plans, say that you do place somebody in a plan where, um, what other services do you provide in, in terms of like customer service ongoing? Yeah, absolutely. So I tell my clients as soon as um, we get them all set up, I'm like, listen, you're stuck with me. So um, anything and everything you need in the future regarding your health coverage, I'm your girl. So whether I have to, Whitney, that time that you had to actually like find new doctors because you had to go see people in a different state, um, I do that work for my clients. So I'll do the research. Um, I'll make sure that I'm sending the top rated doctors that are closest to wherever you're located that are in network and accept the insurance. Um, I'll do that research for my clients. If they get a bill that doesn't make sense, you know, I want to make sure that we're keeping as much of your money in your pocket as possible. So I'll come fight for you on the bill. Um, and I mean, it really is just whatever it is that you need. I had a client call me a couple of weeks ago and she said that, um, she had to get this steroid medication eye drops um, and it was gonna be over $400. And I was like, no, we're not paying that. So then I was able to do some research and I found it for her for $25. So then we did 25 instead of 400. So that felt really great. And I was happy that you know we were able to save her a ton of money on that. So yeah, whatever the things are, I mean, when it comes to your health expenses, that's, that's what I'm here for. I just wanna make sure that um, people are getting what they need. So as an agent, customer service to me is even more important than anything else. Yeah. That is so cool to me because I feel like you normally when you sign up through your, um, say you sign up for your company insurance, like you just have to call the number on the back of your card and talk to the customer service and wait however many hours. But it kind of seems like when you work with a, a health advisor, it's like you are like a liaison for them to help them through those things. And you know so much more about it than they do because maybe it's the first time they've ever had to get a medicine for this thing or the first time they ever had to go see a specialist for a new condition. And, and suddenly they have this explanation of benefits and they're like, I don't, they feel like they're on a lonely island and they don't, yeah. they don't understand it. Nice to have somebody in your corner. You talk to people about this stuff every day. So you know more about it than they do. Yeah. Yeah. Customer service to me is important. And um, I think of my clients as my friends, like, you know, I'm, I'm your, I'm your health insurance friend, you know, th that might be what we talk about, but I got your back in the other areas of life too. And we're usually friends on social media too. So it's nice. So I get to interact with people and you know, or I like their stuff. And so I feel like it's a little bit more than just me getting to be their agent, but I'm definitely there to help whenever they need me. I'm usually a text or a phone call away. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And again, the, uh, for our traveler friends watching, like this reminds me of the relationship with the recruiter, like the staffing recruiter back when we first started traveling, we thought that was like a purely business relationship with a recruiter. We didn't like have any conversations outside of just like, do you have the job? Do you not have the job? But later on, we learned like you can be friends with these people, like they're human too. And you, you know, they can be your um, buddy and your ally through this whole process. So that's awesome that you do that for your, um, your people too. Thank you. Um, so as we wrap up guys, again, if there's any more questions that you guys have for us about our experience with health insurance or Perita, go ahead and put them in the comments. Um, but if not, you know, just to kind of summarize everything that we talked about here, there's a ton of different options out there for a lot of people being on the company insurance makes sense. But I think it's when you have to worry about switching between companies, um, when you worry about taking time off, like those are the biggest circumstances where you're probably going to want to consider other options. Or if you have a, a spouse or dependents that you're worried about um, having any lapses in coverage or, um, you know, meet your deductible, meet your deductible option. option 
those types of things would be where you might want to consider alternative options such as private insurance um, or Obamacare or some other options. Um, if you guys want to get connected with Farida, um, we'll put her contact information where you guys can set up a free consultation with her in the comments. Um, and again, just let her know uh, if you decide to reach out. We do have um, a partnership with her. If you would just let her know that we referred you, that would be super awesome. Um, and she'll help you out. Yeah. And if you could, before we end this video, uh, if you got value from it, please like, uh, comment, let us know. We always appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you guys for the thumbs up. We hope this was educational. I, again, I know we've talked about it in the past, but um, we, we do as much research as we can. But again, we're not experts. Like somebody like Parita definitely knows this stuff a lot better than we do because she deals with it every day and she has specialized training about health insurance. We were just reading articles online trying to figure this whole thing yeah. out like the rest of you guys. So. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, Parita. We yes, really appreciate so it. And we'll talk to all of you guys soon. Yep. Take care. Bye. Bye.